episode of the Brother Rice Game Day Podcast. I'm Brendan Rudy. I'm Ben Colossa. How's Hi. it going, Brendan? Doing pretty good. How was your day today, Ben? I mean, it could have been better, but I'm just happy to be back at WXAV 88.3 to get this podcast underway. And also, I'm here with Eddie Berry. Eddie, how was your day going? Absolutely terrific. <laughs> um, I think you guys saw the past today. I uh, became pretty famous today Twitter on the Brother Rice Twitter. <laughs> so I got to thank Bro Hayes especially for that. So thank you, bro. Look like Eleanor Roosevelt in that picture, Eddie? <laughs> I don't think the hair could have looked any worse. <laughs> <laughs> well, today we'll be talking about the spring sports for Brother Rice. And uh, our baseball team got off to a rough start earlier in the week, Ben. Yeah, we uh, stumbled out of the gates, took a 4-3 loss to Lions Township. Uh, we talked about earlier in the last episode... Uh, how is the outfield situation going to shape up? In opening day, we saw Mike Bolton, uh, Brett Baggis, and Kendall Pettis, two sophomores, and then Brett Baggis. Brett Baggis had a tremendous day, two homers, kept the Crusaders in that game. Yeah, you forgot. You can't forget to mention Tim May played in the Lincoln Way East game and was player of the game. He threw a great throw home, gunned the runner down to save the game. So do you think the outfield is going to be mixing and matching all year long? I think... Uh, out of the gate, yes, but I really think Coach Mack is going to build that outfield around Brett Baggis and go from there, see what he's got, because Danny Dalligale, the other sophomore up on varsity, also got the start in their second game of the year. And then Baggis, too. Baggis is the only returning starter, too, in that outfield, so he'll have it for sure. And then Coach Mack can mix and match wherever he wants to, but for sure Brett Baggis is probably going to be the only spot who stays there consistently. And, of course, we saw Ryan Cut on the bump to open us, open us up on the year. Cut finished with eight strikeouts and five scoreless innings. And after Cut came in, that's when it really started to unravel. We saw the junior, who I really like, Joe Payton, the fireballer, come in. Payton got the two outs, bases loaded. Uh, Coach Mack decided to pull him, brought in the other junior, inexperienced, Zach Licky. Zach Licky. I'm taking easy on that kid. Hey, I'm just on. saying, it's <laughs> no varsity experience. He's going to have the nerves out there. Zach Licky comes out, gives up a RBI single. It's... 2-1, next thing you know, Zach Lickie, two outs, bases loaded, gives up a bomb off the wall, bases clearing double, and 4-2 going into the seventh. Brett Baggis, yet again, comes up, hits another homer, but there's really nothing else Crusaders could do, and that led to that 4-2 loss. Crusaders, though, I mean, they weren't facing a slouch in the mound. They were facing sophomore Grant Leader, who had nine strikeouts in five innings. That kid's a straight fireballer. Throws about 88 miles an hour on his fastball. Illinois commit. I'm sure him and Ryan cut. <laughs> uh, I'm sure Leader's going to hold that one over Cut's head this year. But uh, hey, Illinois, their program's on the rise. they got a lot of good players. Mike Massey is tearing it up this year. Yeah, Mike Massey is slowly becoming the face of the program down there at U of I. He's and he's just... only a freshman, too. But uh, talking about that outfield like you were earlier, Ben, I went to the Lincoln Way East game, their second game of the season, which they won one nothing. We'll talk about that later. But uh, their outfield in that game was so fast. Regardless of who's playing the outfield, whoever's not in the outfield is always pinch running for the team. Absolutely. Yeah, in that Lincoln Way East game, we saw a lot of good good signs for the rest of the year, especially getting that first win under their belt before they go and play in these big games in Louisville and in North Carolina. Yeah, Jack Guzik out there on the bump, first start of the year. Indiana State commit. He uh, was just tremendous believe he had 10 strikeouts or four and a third innings his fastball is up to 90 miles an hour coach Mack has got to love to see that and then he also got great relief from uh, Ryan Palmblad who came in pitched out of a jam for himself and was also helped out a lot by that throw you're talking about from Tim Mayhe but Guzik was exceptional exceptional and that 
really was the reason the Crusaders won because they weren't able to generate much offense. The only run in the game scored from either team was on a sacrifice bunt from Ryan King. That wasn't even like a no, bunt. It was crazy. No, that no play. it was uh, an error. An error. And ball gets thrown into left field. And, and Danny Dalgale just got to show off his wheels. Uh, I also like to see. Uh, I was at that game sitting right behind home plate. Uh, they have a Louisville committee who's starting for them. Forget his name. Uh, Danny Zimmerman. Yeah, he's going to Louisville. He's a junior. Uh, I was sitting behind home plate, and there were probably about like six or seven radar guns behind there. Him and Jack Guzik were just tearing it up, getting 90, around 90 both yeah, ways. Yeah, I mean, that was the PBR game of the day, considering the Crusaders were number one in the state, Lincoln East, number 13. There's going to be scouts all over the place. There's a few uncommitted players from the Crusaders who are really going to be on some scouts' radars this year, like Andy Lopez, who unfortunately is not going to be able to attend St. Joseph College. Brett Bagg is who I believe will be committed by the end of the baseball season. I'm not sure if he's made a college decision yet, but he should be playing college baseball somewhere. It just speaks about the strength of the schedule, too, I think. I mean, how many teams go right away at the beginning of the year to play in some of the best competition? I mean, they play two, three games now, and then they go to that tournament mm-hmm. down in Louisville. Yeah, I mean, if you got to think about it, teams in California and down south, they're playing games all year round. I remember talking to manager Joe Alvarez, mm. my colleague of mine. Smooth. Big smooth, yeah. Yeah, he said uh, they already played 13 games and they already won a big tournament down in California. Mm-hmm. And that's their first matchup, so it's going to be tough. But hopefully they can get a few more wins in Louisville and kind of get their confidence growing. Yeah, St. Xavier High School from uh, Louisville, that's obviously going to be a very, very big test for the Crusaders. They are the defending state champions in Kentucky, but the Crusaders took them down 2 nothing in Game 1 last year, 4-3 in Game 2, so... Really excited to see how that this weekend, pan, next weekend, pans out for the Crusaders. Yeah, down in Louisville last year, they had a good outing, and hopefully this year they can continue the same thing. Later in the year, some games to look out for. I really want to go see that Mount Carmel Brother Rice game, mm-hmm. seeing them play off against Alec Thomas. Alec Thomas, a very gifted player. Yeah, the in TCU Illinois. commit, going to play football and baseball, son of Alan Thomas, strength and conditioning coach for your Chicago White the Sox. The go White Sox, baby. Don't sleep. Don't sleep. <laughs> But, uh, yeah, Alec Thomas is going to be a good player to watch. And always the CCL in baseball it doesn't get better mm-hmm. than that. And hopefully they can win another CCL title. Yep. And then, But uh, also, Brennan, I hate to interrupt you, but while we're talking about the CCL, uh, St. Lawrence has recently added a Lithuanian transfer. Uh, very uncommon, but he moved here to the States in the past year. His name is Maris Belandis. He... Uh, He's 6'2", 191. His fastball is maxing out at 94. He's got a curveball in the mid-70s as well, the slider. And uh, in this year he's been here, he's he's nationally recognized by PBR. He's uh, an Iowa Western Community College commit. I know that doesn't sound very great, but that's because— That means because, he's going MLB, everybody. <laughs> but that's—he's uh, going to the community college. He wasn't here to be recruited. All these classes were filled up, but— He'll make the jump eventually, and I'm excited to see the Crusaders match up against him this year because I'm sure that's who we're going to see. Oh, I want to see St. Lawrence, especially after how our season ended last year. I was at that game running like two hours of sleep, and it was just brutal watching how that unfolded. Mm-hmm. I, still, I still let everyone know about that, too. That's their, I believe they got a link to it right on their Twitter page, yeah, too, for everyone to yep, see. It's their, their pin tweet. And uh, when we get to the state playoffs, it's always interesting how the sectionals stack up, and there's always four like the top ten teams I, in our sectional. Yeah, it's always the CCL blue in our sectional. IHSA, in my opinion, doesn't want to see a CCL blue state championship because very well, that's how it would turn out. 
Well, Providence, they get an easy road usually every year. They're, what, three times in a row? Uh, but Providence, Providence finished fourth in the CCL last year, but that led to a state championship. You cannot diss Providence whatsoever. That just speaks to the strength of the conference. And I'm open. I'm really, really excited to see this young player. He's a freshman, Marquise Jackson, mm-hmm. get pulled up. He's on sophomores right now. What are the odds you think he gets pulled up to varsity? But uh, right now, during the regular season, I just don't see that happening. Maybe later in the regular season, but I heard he's doing some damage down on the sophomore level already. And I I think we'll see him stay playoff time. And he's already been getting looks from mm-hmm. big-time schools like Louisville. And maybe uh, Ryan Cuck could convince him to go to U of I and kind of reshape that program. Yeah, Brother Ice is really turning into a pipeline for U of I, isn't it? Yeah, and I mean... I mean, who doesn't want to play for their hometown team? I was talking to Ryan Cook. Ryan Cook. Northwestern is Chicago's Big Ten team, Brendan. I mean, hey. You make a tournament one year. I don't think that's. It it says on the billboards everywhere. You about right? Yeah, so I'll get a chance to watch Cotton talk about Ricky Small. Yeah, a lot of nice guys going down there. Brad Underwood, their new head coach for basketball. Nothing but good things over there. He'll be turning it around. They're meeting with uh, their star recruit this week, so hopefully. Get things going there for basketball too, but I know their baseball team's gonna be set already. Oh yeah, this should be uh not many Midwestern teams are that great at baseball competing against like SEC teams. But uh hopefully you guys can put something together there. Definitely get some great recruits. Our next uh subject, one of uh upcoming programs at Brother Rice is the cross team. Oh, wow. I mean, I'm just excited to see how this turns out this year. We've got a load of college commits this year, Brendan. Oh, yeah, and doesn't get any better than their star goalie, Andrew Liss. The Big Red Machine is really going to be the key factor to this year's team. I know he's been working on his game a lot the past year. He's a Clark commit. He's real excited about going to Clark, he's told me. And uh, just I'm excited to see what he does this year. He's got Josh Morrow is on Andrew Liss's heels as we speak. He's the junior goalie who just started playing lacrosse this year. His skills have translated very nicely to the lacrosse field from the ice rink, from what he's told me. He's learning a lot from Andrew List, the senior leader. Uh, Josh Morrow is on the sophomore level. He's already doing big things. He had a shutout, and Andrew List is just hopefully going to teach him and progress him greatly this year. And he's not the only commit they have. I mean, you got Gavin Flynn, great defense, mm-hmm. played football, and I think that has to do uh, yeah, with the I success. Agree. And you think about the program, the players they produce, they got three guys at Ambrose, Three guys at uh, ISU, and then two players at St. Louis University. That speaks a lot about their program. Yeah, it does, especially with how recent this program has come about. I mean, this team two years ago, they won the sophomore sophomore year CCL championship against St. Rita, Mount Carmel, St. Lawrence. Powerhouse is in the CCL usually for lacrosse. Another player we need to talk about is Jack Quinn, who's at Illinois Wesleyan, and he's been doing great things over there, and especially back at Brother Rice, he's kind of the person who got this program started. Yeah, he went to my grammar school actually in St. Linus, and I believe he picked up lacrosse all the way until, not until freshman year at Rice, and he really developed, and he kind of started that whole players from Rice going to college. He's down at Illinois Wesleyan, so he kind of started that pipeline for college, for high school players at Rice continuing their careers at the college level. And I mean, a lot, lacrosse has just been becoming a great, big and upcoming sport like in the recent years. I know kids from my grammar school play like Rita and Lawrence. They get started in like fourth grade, and now they're top players playing college lacrosse. And I mean, you got to think about it. Maybe they'll be taking over the NFL one day. Absolutely not, Brennan. I mean, come on, with all with all the rules changing, I mean, I would not be surprised if 
lacrosse no, that put on a bigger stage. I, than yeah, it is right I don't now. doubt that it will ever be on a bigger stage, but it will never overtake the big three of baseball, football, and basketball, and also hockey. It will never overtake hockey. I don't know. I feel like it could be in the same kind of. It will be on the same level as soccer is in America. If it gets going in grammar school, though, because no grammar schools around here have a lacrosse program. Yeah, they don't have lacrosse teams yet. But once they get lacrosse teams, watch out, Ben. They're coming for your NFL and your Patriots. Okay. Because they're, <laughs> make, they're making like a push to stop, right now. They're making a push to stop grammar school football. Oh, yeah, because all the concussions. And, yeah, it's you know. actually uh, quite disappointing seeing how that is affecting grammar school students around here. Well, as we know, the lacrosse team didn't have the best year last year. But I think they can rebound, especially with all the talent they have this year. And mm-hmm. last year, lacrosse goalie and star player this year, Andrew, Andrew Liss, Liss. Big red machine. <laughs> he said uh, it not the best defense and caused him to struggle with a lot of his game. But a lot of their team has been playing in this. <laughs> what are you laughing about over there, Ben? Andrew Liss blaming his teammates. I mean, that's the goalie is what I've heard the most important position <laughs> on the lacrosse field. I mean, you can't hurt on him. He's a, he's a great player. I mean, oh no, he, he is. He picked up lacrosse the sophomore year. I played oh, volleyball yeah. with freshman yeah. year. <laughs> I mean, and he's he's got a full year underneath him now playing goalie. He's mm-hmm. more confident now. I'm, Absolute, I'm sure, absolutely. Committing to Clark University that gives you a lot of confidence too. Yeah, knowing I know, that I know he was a highly heralded uh, recruit, and Clark was a a big decision for him between Clark and Ambrose. I mean, yeah, he could have joined at Gavin Flynn, but he decided to pave his own path. I think he likes what Clark is doing too over there. He enjoyed their visit. And uh, hopefully they can do something better this year than last year. Maybe make a run in the state playoffs like they did two years ago. Our next sport is volleyball. And volleyball, great team. Always a big team in the state of Illinois. Mm-hmm. I mean, you got players like Jim Baker and Joe Kenzer. I mean, can't do much better than that. No, uh, Jim Baker, 2015 Lawless winner as a sophomore. First sophomore to ever do it. Then you got Joe Kenzinger, the lanky middle, who is uh, headed to Lewis University out in uh Lamont. D1 powerhouse right there. Yeah, I mean, well, actually, Lewis is playing at the D2 level, but they're so they're, volleyball or Yes, but they're so good that they get the Division One level votes. So Joe, I think, made a real good decision going there, and it's uh, going to play for a powerhouse. Yeah, you got to think some underrated players on that team is Pat Hounder. He's committed. Oh, he helped the Loris commit. Yeah, being setter at Loris, and he's only like 5'8", and I mean, yeah. playing volleyball on a college level, usually you got to be like, Six foot one to be a setter. That mm-hmm. just proves he's overcoming all the odds there. I don't think anyone works harder than he does. It seems like every weekend he's always going somewhere for volleyball. It's been like that for four years for him here. Yeah, he's been on varsity since a sophomore. And yeah, three year starter, I believe, right? Yeah, three year starter. And I mean, I never got the chance to play with him. I played my first two years and he was always too good. So I never got to get a set from the <laughs> Loris commit. But uh, you got to think after. Brother Rick has left program. Everyone thought may have taken a hit, but absolutely no. not. Coach Dwyer is really keeping things in shape. Uh, I really like everyone they're bringing in. Tommy Kleist is a new yeah. new starter this year. Something to add to that. Coach Dwyer uh, got Tommy Kleist to play volleyball freshman year. He had never played volleyball before, but Coach Dwyer has developed Tommy Kleist into the player he is. I mean, Tommy Kleist started playing volleyball two years ago. He's already getting Division One looks, so. I think that just speaks to how good this program is right now. Yeah, you think about Tommy Kleist. He played basketball. He had a great shot, mm-hmm. and he made the team sophomore year, so I thought he was going to try out this year. Could have used him, his three-point stroke, but he's really taken, o- taken over volleyball by storm. Mm-hmm. I mean, Zach Rossing was a libero last year. He's been a three-year varsity starter, and 
Tommy Close was on his toes, ready to take over his spot. Yep. I mean, I think that libero producing program here at Rice, it's off the charts. I think it talks a lot about too, like how many kids can pick up a sport, and Rice can help them grow into the player they are. I mean, look at Andrew List. You're saying he didn't start playing the cross till sophomore year, and he's going to be a goalie at Clark University. <laughs> It kind of kind of makes me wonder. Like, I wonder what happened if I picked up a sport later, like maybe like tennis, lacrosse. Maybe yep. I'd be playing. Yeah, college ball. Mm-hmm. You know, the athlete I am. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yep, totally. <laughs> Come on, Eddie. Come on. Too bad I'm not. Uh, Should have played floor hockey this year too. I could have whooped your team last night. Oh, Team Barry picked up the victory. So don't worry. <laughs> two to one. Score both those goals, Ed. I actually score one. I was as surprised as a lot of people were, but. Uh, We'll take the win. I'll probably be one of very few, so we're happy with that. <laughs> I'm interested to see how the volleyball team schedule matches up this year. They play their first game against Sandberg, and Sandberg's always a tough opponent. Yeah. And they've already had a few games under their belt, so it's going to be interesting to see who starts and how they play well together because apparently this could be the year for Brother Rice Volleyball. Also in the year, I'm looking forward to seeing Maris Volleyball because my freshman year I was on the B team. Of course, oh, yeah. <laughs> hey, I was I was a superstar on the B team. The athletic marvel you are. <laughs> so anyway, we were playing. We were in an A B tournament at Brother Rice, and I was the starting outside hitter. But we played Maris's A team, and one of the highlights of that year was beating them in that tournament. So I remember uh, we couldn't hit the ball really well. We're, we're on the B team, so mm-hmm. we considering you were the outside hitter, I <laughs> hey, believe I, I that. I actually had a few good hits that year. Not to, not to brag or anything, <laughs> Ben. I mean. Uh, but anyway, we beat them because all we did was tip it over and we were just a scrappy bunch of kids. Grit. Grit, you know, the gritness. But uh, we that was one of the highlights of my freshman year. And I wonder how their teams come about. So that should be a good contest as always. The marriage mm-hmm. for the rice rivalry is always huge. And state playoffs, the first time they haven't won a regional in God knows how long. Yeah, that was a surprising loss to HF last year, I know. That's been on the minds of every person in the volleyball program since that match, and they just want to avenge that this year and prove they're legit. It'd be great to see, too. I mean, Macaulay wins state for volleyball this year. How awesome would that be to see their neighboring school, Rice, win it, too? Can't forget about our Brother Rice TV game day member either. Brendan Ashley's on the team <laughs> no, this year. of course. And, I mean, uh, maybe we'll, you won't be wearing the orange jacket out there on the court, but they'll be making plays all over. Yeah, I, I give Brendan all the credit in the world, though, because he stayed with volleyball all the way through grammar school and high school, even in, at St. Linus in eighth grade, he was the only one out of all the boys to play volleyball, and he played a year younger with everyone just to continue. I mean, so he has the passion for the game. <laughs> he doesn't have enough to feel the team at St. Linus? He was our only player. <laughs> and, uh, Why weren't you out there? Uh, I, I, you're you're I was, talking, Eddie. Come on. Yeah, no, Brennan, volleyball. I wish it was, but it just it was never my sport, so I never, never played it too much. It had been fun to compete against you, Ed. I think we would have had some... Good competition because Martyrs wasn't all that good either. <laughs> Highlighted by me and Nate Manning. Uh, but uh, anyway, volleyball team, high hopes this year. And I was talking to Joe Kensinger and he thinks this could be the year they go down state, especially with Mike McIntyre being the second middle they are. One-two punch right there. Mike McIntyre, very good. And most of them play on the Ultimates club team mm-hmm. on the gold level, which is their highest level. Yep. And that's one of the more prestigious clubs in the area. So big things to look out for for volleyball. But uh let's talk about our other sports. We got rugby and we got track and field and we got some tennis to talk about. Let's talk about tennis first. It all starts with Coach Marty Grogan at the helm. 
teach them how to run the course like he did back in the day. And, I mean, you got to look at the key players, Brendan Lee, fourth, and Ryan Kinnear. They're looking to be the first doubles team in Brother Rice history. Dangerous duo. First doubles team in Brother Rice history. They go down state in back-to-back years. It was like the first time in about 30 years a doubles team went down state. So it was huge strides for them. And I know Brendan Lee Forth. I was interested about playing tennis because me and him, I led him on Kairos this year. So he was talking about playing tennis. I'm like, oh, I, I think I could give it a try. So a couple weeks ago, took me out to their home courts at Mount Greenwood and smacked me. But uh, I was learning, learning the ropes, you know. I will never be Roger Federer anytime soon, but it's a fun game to pick up and play. And I mean, I'd love to play you guys in tennis, but I don't think you guys could handle handle what I got here. I'm sure. Yeah. I'm sure. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, rugby, rugby season's underway, and I know Ben, you're a big rugby fan. I never said that, Brennan, but I uh, think the <laughs> rugby program is absolutely phenomenal. They've been eight-time state champions, I believe. Yeah, I mean your boy Jack Evans on the team too. Oh, Jack Evans is just a marvelous athlete. <laughs> <laughs> I just set that straight. <laughs> Uh, he's a beginner, but more importantly, we have uh, a big issue for the Crusaders this year. They're dealing with the departure of key players, Manny Bravo, Dan Howard, both of Western Michigan, and Cam Miller. And Cam Miller's role is actually being filled by uh, junior, Mark Green. So coaching staff obviously sees big things out of Mark Green. And newcomer Tommy Conlon's getting the starting nod over Griffin Leslie, who's a Really dark horse candidate to sneak into that starting lineup because of basketball. Yeah, Tommy, he's just he's been playing Gaelic football his whole life, and he decided this year is last year. Why not play rugby? And he's probably got the best leg of anyone on the whole team. I think that's why he told me that's why he's got a starting spot. Yeah, he should be doing big things, Eddie. Uh, the roots from Irish football, and then freshman. There's a freshman here that plays Gaelic football too. Uh, Martin Murray, just a name to keep your eye on the next four years. He probably won't be playing any varsity this year. But he could be a force in the future. I think he'll eventually give up football to focus on rugby. And then uh, you always got your track and field, a last sport of the day to cover. Congrats to our Frosh Soft indoor team on the CCL championship, by the way. Yeah, Tom Wazio's doing great things over there. And him and this is the first year without Coach Melinda, I believe, right? I believe he's not coaching anymore. I think last yeah. year may have been, but still, big thing to deal with. Yeah, he was more of a distance coach, and but that really hasn't taken a toll. You saw the cross-country team. They mm-hmm. went downstate as a team this year for yep. the first time in a long time, highlighted by Joe Sweeney and Jack Mongan. Yeah, two phenomenal runners, I think. Joe Sweeney and Mongan's success on the, tr- on the track really spurs from cross-country, and, I mean, they were running all year long. Since freshman year, too. I mean, you look at Sweeney, he's just a great athlete. He's actually going to the Naval Academy, so that's just a testament of how athletic he is and how smart he is as well because, you know, mm-hmm. how prestigious that university is. Yeah, I think freshman year he was setting records even. And um, you take a look, too, of what he's done and Jack Monaghan. So I think a lot of people always kind of look at Joe Sweeney, but you forget about Jack Monaghan, too. And then uh, younger runners look out for Dan Spellman. He's been all over the place, topping his PR mm-hmm. constantly. I think he'll be the next, you could say, Sweeney or Monaghan type player when he's, yeah, he's a senior. Also, uh, Coach Waggio always preaches that two-sport athletes are the best thing to, for recruitment, and we've seen a lot more football players on the track this year. Michael Butler Kindle is doing exceptional things. In it's the, his first year, right? Yeah, I think it's his first year, and he's doing great things on the high hurdles I've seen on Twitter. It's good to see that, and also on the sophomore, fresh soft level, 
seeing the fresh so, freshman and sophomore football players just dominating. I mean, it's good. I mean, they always have those announcements at school saying like athletes that play track are more likely to go professional. Mm-hmm. Not sure how accurate those are, but it's kind of a testament. They do get recruited. I'm not sure if they'll go pro. Mm-hmm. And it's always good to improve your speed and your athletic ability. Yeah. I think a lot of the kids, too, who are picking up a second sport with track and cross-country, look at the boys from last year. I think it was Jordan last year set um, the state record for the high jump, mm-hmm. and he's playing over at Benedictine, too, not for football but for track and field. So so is his uh, brother Brian, and I believe Matt Tucknot is as well. Just the track team has always been great, and I'm sure they'll win Rice Relays again this year. Went to it last year, and it's always cool to see the field guys play, the big guys throwing from discus and shot put, it's a great sport. Yeah, that's what's always great about track and field and cross country too. Is there's always, I think, any type of person, like whatever build you have or however whatever you specialize in, there's always something that you could find that you can excel in. And Rice has got so many coaches that could help in those fields, which is great. Especially when you got a great motivational coach and Coach Gleason, anything is possible with him is at the helm. <laughs> <laughs> Well, that's all we have here today. We'd like to thank WXAB for having us here again. I'm Brendan Reedy. Ben Colossa. Eddie Berry. Thank you for listening.